0: Welcome to Forgive Me Father, here in the Confession Booth, we discuss how a certain aspect of life and church culture work together or don't mesh so well. Through discussions of personal vices and victories, we hope to help everyone understand each other more and create dialogue no matter what you've experienced or believe.
1: Be mind readers and to know what you need and how to solve it and whatever, like so much of it is just communication and where I've had to communicate with others. Like, I don't need you to fix me. Like you can't, especially with grief. It's like, you can't change the fact that my dad died. Like you can't. So I don't say it this bluntly, but like, instead of, you know, trying to fix it, instead of saying like, it'll get better or, you know, there would even be a lot of like, Oh, like your dad wouldn't want you to be sad. Like any of those phrases, like just listen, like, I know this might be uncomfortable for you. I know you can't fix it. So don't try to fix it. Like, don't try to, to make it into this positive thing. And, and sometimes people do need that as well. And communicating that. And, and I, I now, if somebody's experiencing something difficult, whether it's just a bad day or something bigger, I often will ask or propose, like, if you want me to get your mind off of it, like, great. We'll go to the movies. Like if you want to talk about it, like, let's sit down. Like, I just want to listen to you. If you want solutions, like great, like putting it all out there because people do need different things. Like even as AJ was talking about, like being so solution focused and so practical, like, great. You need that. But being able to communicate it instead of just this, like, you got it. God's got it. Like I'll pray for you because I think you're right, John. Like there's so many ways to serve somebody and show that and to emulate God's love and God's comfort and to emulate the fact that God does have it. If that's, you know, what you believe without just being like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like, and just, you know, dust your shoulders. Like you did it, keep on going. Um, mm-hmm. and it's hard to communicate it and it's hard to, whether it's communicating your needs or asking humbly, like how do I do? (laughs) Like, how do you feel? Do you feel supported by me? And I've had a lot of those conversations too, and they are humbling, but, but I think that's for me, that's where I've had to see the shift in like, okay, I might think I'm supporting somebody by saying, I'll pray for you. They don't feel supported like that. And it's not enough that I think I'm doing a good job. (laughs) So like, how do I get there? And so I think it's been a lot of communication and getting over the fact that people aren't mind readers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So for you, Katie, when was a time where you felt true healthy positivity uh in your life?
1: Um as far as maybe someone showing it to me? Yeah. Um I grateful, I definitely feel like there's there's been lots of instances. Uh I think of I'll stay along the example of of my grief Uh, within the week my dad died, I had five friends drive out from New Jersey for the day or not even for the day. They came just for breakfast because somebody had something. So they drove there six hours in the middle of the night or whatever to get breakfast with me and then drove six hours home. But I mean, that effort was huge. And then we're just sitting down. It's like, okay, we're just ready to listen. Like, just go ahead. Didn't offer me any solutions. Like just bought me breakfast and just listened to me and just sat with me and cried with me. And that is exactly what I needed. Um, and I think that that illustrates the example that you're talking about. And I even remember, um, I asked, I asked at some point, like, okay, like I need a scripture, like for this thing that I'm feeling, whatever. And and somebody gave me one and that was great. And I asked for it literally. Um, and it wasn't a scripture (laughs) that was like, okay, keep going. Um, and yeah, so I, I feel like that example, helps illustrate what you're asking for because like, yeah, there, there definitely was a spiritual aspect there, but like the effort they made to come literally sit with me and be with me and just listen to me and comfort me was, was a, a huge example of God's love to me much more than, um, well, I don't want to say anything else, but much more than maybe other things, which I know people, again, good intentions. Um, but much right. more than just kind of like an empty, like, I'll pray for you. You got it. So.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I know for myself, positivity is, it's it's not always, and, and maybe you guys can relate to this too, but sometimes it's just not even saying anything, you know? yeah. That's like one of the greatest ways that I remember being in the campus ministry, uh, or even just in church culture in general, was the people who actually understood that I didn't need somebody to respond. And I, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. So sorry, I'm not original uh, with my stories. They just overlap a lot, but the times I remember being closest to people was the people that understood that, you know, I, I'm a huge overthinker. I've already thought through, you know, 90% of the stuff that they could say. And then they just, they just sit there and they listen to what I have to say and they just nod their head. And then when I'm silent, they don't rush in. They don't, you know, try to try to chime in with their advice or their scriptures or stuff like that. Like Rachel Jacques, who has been on the podcast before, but there was a time where she just sat in silence with me while I, I cried in the middle of a study hall at Radford university. And I just like wet my eyes out. And the only thing that she did was she like put her hand, like she was like sitting on the floor. I was sitting in a chair and she literally just like put her hand on my knee as like a sign of like to remind me that she was there. And that was like one of the most uh, even spiritually helpful things that somebody could have done that that would by definition be equated to positivity because right. it wasn't anything that she said it wasn't like her 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 big actions but for me uh and my own you know journey as a human being is that some of my greatest worries is that i'm going to face stuff alone right. uh so to be crying In the middle of a study hall and to feel alone because of what just happened that caused the crying uh, for Rachel to put her hand on my knee and remind me that she was there was almost a a semblance of reminding me that God is there when I go through stuff as well, you know, because God is not audible. You know, if you follow Christianity, then you know that God can work in mysterious ways, but hardly ever do you hear his own voice or you see his own presence. But at that point, when I was in church culture, when I was following God, I felt God was there through Rachel because she reminded me that I wasn't going through that alone. And I think that was one of the most uh, healthily positive things that she could have done where she didn't even say anything at all. And it was. It was amazing. It was at at that point I was like, yeah, you're right. Like God's got it. But I also didn't feel like I had to turn around and have like a forced positivity either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really special moment. It reminds me of John 11 with um, Lazarus dying and Jesus weeping with them. And Jesus so easily could have been like, I'm going to heal him. I'm going to heal him. A couple verses from now, uh, like, I got (laughs) it. Don't worry. Check Um, the best paragraph. And he could have done that. And we would have been like, cool, like, you're great. But he takes the time to be with them in that moment and weep with them, even though he knew what was going to happen. And and I think, like, if Jesus, who knows what's going to happen, is able to take the time to weep with us and feel with us, like, how much more am I, who I don't know the future, like, called to just sit with people and weep with them or, you know, put my hand on their knee?
0: ah yeah special (laughs) yeah for sure it's yeah it's not always so much in what you say or kind of like the the pressure that you can mistakenly give to somebody to be positive sometimes it's sometimes it's sitting with people in the negative that has some of the greatest positive outcomes
1: right for sure i totally agree
0: AJ, thoughts, yeah. feelings, you locked and loaded. Let's go. Wait, on my
1: list. <laughs> Sorry,
2: y'all glitched a little bit, so I was like, "Oh yep.
0: no. Waiting your time. Waiting your for time. For
2: sure. <laughs> Can you repeat the question?
0: <laughs> yeah, I literally just said thoughts glitched. question mark. Okay. Yeah, it was just just oh. your thoughts.
2: Sorry. Just thoughts.
0: Just just on what we're talking about in terms of like healthy positivity. Like when is it? So I guess for you, once oh. again being on the outside of a church culture, maybe you haven't seen or felt a positive, a positive, positive, a healthy, positive experience with someone who is a part of a church culture, but I'm sure you felt friends and loved ones who have been there for you in a positive way that wasn't toxic at all. And I think, from your experiences, we can learn a lot of practicals for people who are still in the church cultures. Like, okay, well how do I practically go after this. Right. So here, my question to you is now officially, <laughs> uh, what are, what are ways, or is there a moment that you remember that stands out to you where someone was a very positive presence in your life, uh, in a way that wasn't toxic at all that really helped you?
2: Um, it's probably my sister. Her and I are best friends. Um, Cute. We always, thanks. Um, <laughs> she's literally like, she's my person. And what I love so much about her is that she and I are very different in terms of how we need support. But she took the time to get to know me and to know what I need and what I prefer in terms of when i'm going through something and and i need her she knows what to do because she knows me and she knows what works and what doesn't and i know what works for her and what doesn't work for her so that meant so much to me um, just me as a person i care i pay attention to a lot of detail and I, i'm a very attentive person and i want people to do the same for me that's very important to me is when you notice the little things um and she did that and that was so important and it felt so it warmed my heart to where like I could just walk into her room at this point and she knows that I'm not okay and then immediately goes into like I know what I know what you need and I obviously know that not everybody can do that but like um it means a lot it means so much to me that when people take the time to get to know you at a deep enough of a level to be like I I don't have to be like scrambling, like, I don't know what to do or, well, I don't know what to say. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my, like the nicest thing that anybody has ever done is just honestly get to know me well enough to know how to f- support me.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, that's major. And one of the most, as we start heading into the advice phase
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that So like one of the most powerful questions you can ask is, Hey, what do you need from me? That's, you know, sometimes you don't know exactly what someone's going through. Maybe you're not close enough to this person yet to know what they need, you know, with AJ and her sister, you know, to be able to be at that wavelength is fantastic, but it does take time to develop. Uh, yeah. And I know for me and one of my former roommates, one of my best friends, uh, recently, his childhood dog had passed. And my way of dealing with stuff is humor. Like, obviously not being like, <laughs> there's no problem. But, like, to crack an occasional <laughs> joke. And there was a time where I was sitting with him. And he was just kind of, he was just crying. And there was a moment where I was like, oh, I could make a joke. Because I know this would cheer me up. But I stayed silent. I was like, let me not because i don't know if that would help him and about five minutes later uh after just like us he's standing in his his bathroom i'm sitting you know in 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 the bathroom and he just hugs me and he says hey thanks for just standing here in silence with me and i was like oh i'm really glad i didn't say something (laughs) first of all uh but it just it goes to show that like you may not know what is going to help the other person and what you, what helps you probably won't help them. You know, like not that that's wrong that you have your own mechanism as long as it's healthy. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, As long as it's healthy, but it's, it's good to learn somebody else's mechanism and and what's going to help them. And I think that's really great that your sister was able to be that for you, AJ uh, and then even for your friends Katie like coming in just breakfast ready to listen like obviously these people know you they knew what was gonna make you feel loved what was gonna make you feel appreciated with what little time that they had obviously this is something that you've remembered for for years right and that means that it had a big impact uh, and maybe each of those friends had their own ideas of what would heal them quickest right but they did what was best for you and I think, Uh, that's one of the biggest takeaways that we could have. And some of the biggest advice we could give to, to the listeners here is, is that to, to be positive, sometimes you just need to learn what's positive for that other person too, not necessarily what you think is going to be positive as a blanketed statement, or even what helps you personally, because we're all different and that's okay. But that also means that we have to learn uh, about other people as well, to love them and to make them feel loved. Yeah. So but
1: Katie, obviously, myself.
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, I just need to hype
2: you up there. I need to hype you up there. Thanks, 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 thanks.
1: thanks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not the most eloquent speaker. Uh, Katie knows. She had to listen to several of my lessons back in the day. Okay, you're great. <laughs> but obviously, Katie, you're the pro here. You're the professional. Oh. Um, you're the you're the guru. Oh my gosh, you're the guru. Oh, the I like the, that. The positive professor the sentimental sensei yeah, Stop! no 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 these more are
1: or are those truly just off the tongue like, like, t- they are sitting here last top. night just like okay how can i how can i her up for the <laughs> 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 i feel no,
0: like you're I, lying no those are all off the dome
1: wow i and don't believe you that's <laughs> the
0: english major that's the english major <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh my God! You kill me. You could do
0: it in Spanish too. Spanish. I I That's could.
1: Spanish major Spanish minor.
0: I won't, but I could.
1: <laughs> you could.
0: That's one I'd have to. I'd have to prep ahead of time.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: luckily, English is my native lengua But with obviously Katie being our 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 teacher, being our esteemed guest here, what is some advice that you could give? to someone who actually, you know what, let's, let's talk, let's tackle this first to someone who's going through something. Maybe it's traumatic. Maybe it's deep. Maybe it's the loss of someone just in general. And they're feeling like they're getting some toxic positivity from other people. What's a healthy way to respond to that? How, let, let's tackle that, that topic first. Cause I think a lot of us go through different stuff. And I think a lot of us can feel like we're being a little dismissed yeah with some toxic positivity uh how would you advise to our listeners here to to bring that up to somebody
1: that is a great question i have been in that situation many times i think it depends on the relationship where like if it was somebody at church that i'm like i'm not going to see again or it's like you know this random per- like random adult whatever like sometimes I'm just like, okay, like I just am like, let me just let it go. Because I can trust that their intentions are pure and it's like it's fine. Um, but then there are other times where it's like it's uncomfortable. And I think that the reality is, is it can feel frustrating to have to go through whatever you're going through and be the guinea pig that has to teach them on how to respond. Like that can feel unfair, that can feel frustrating, and those are fair things to feel, but it's still a great opportunity to not only help your relationship with them, but also help them in any relationship they're going to have because toxic positivity is not just a you thing. Um, that can come mm-hmm. up in anything. So, so I've been in this situation before. Um, I always like to start out by appreciating and acknowledging that they're doing their best to connect to me and they're doing their best to want to help me. Um, and I can tell they have a great heart cause I, I do believe that and then I want to affirm that. And then from there, communicate either like you know what I really need right now is just for you to listen um or there have been times that I mean I've kind of slightly called them out where you know maybe they're like oh like it'll be okay and I'm like I don't actually know that um and we don't know that and you know kind of calling them out in that way or as I mentioned I've had several conversations of like, I'm not expecting you to fix me. You don't have to fix me. And, like, that's okay. And I, I do think that that not only can help maybe for them to learn that, but even just to help, it takes the pressure off because I've been in the position of trying to help somebody going through something and you want to do what you can, you want to support. And I think sometimes people just need to know, like, oh, okay, like they're not expecting me to do all this. And then they can kind of take a deep breath and then just listen. So, um so anyway long story short short affirm them and then either communicate your needs or you know call them out <laughs> um, or you know um tell them your expectations or whatever is my recommendation and it depends to whether it's in the moment or not i think it depends on the relationship it depends on where you are if you feel comfortable doing that but it, it unless there's some deep hurt there which if there is fair enough like have a separate conversation do that but then i've i've had this in my conversations with people like at church or if i'm just hanging out like i also try not to let it completely destroy me where like i can just give that reminder or like explain that and then continue the conversation and not let it build up within me like this idea of confronting in the moment is so foreign to me but it's yeah. okay and it doesn't have to be this like really deep intense confrontation um so, and just trusting that I'd want somebody to tell me these things because I want to support people in the best way and trust if they love me that it'll be okay. <laughs> so, so that's my input.
0: Yeah, for sure. People, people want to love you. People want to be there for you. Otherwise they wouldn't be having that conversation. Right. If the execution's off, I think it's always helpful to remember that you're right. The attentions are pure, you know? Uh, and so to be able to speak up, you know, whether it's in the moment or a little bit later or whatever it is, obviously, depending on the relationship, honestly, they'll probably be grateful that you were able to speak up because then it's like, okay, like, okay, this is how I love you now. Like, this is right. what's actually helpful because right. they were trying to help that. That was never the case. At least hopefully not. We can assume that people <laughs> were trying to be helpful.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, but, you know, you're even able to give them direction and that helps you guys grow closer as well. Also, you can't get upset over somebody doing something incorrectly if you don't show them how to correctly do it. Right. You know, yes. like y- you gotta, you gotta guide them. You gotta show them what's what, because if you don't, and then you get even more upset, it's like, well, then whose fault is that? You right. have the opportunity. <laughs> right. right. Uh, help them, like love them in a way that helps them love you as well. Right. Um is super important. And then on the flip side, for our, our listeners who are in a church culture, even just people who are looking to be a, a better light in people's lives for their friends, for their loved ones, people who are looking to, to be more, I guess, what people need. Right. What is what is your advice to them and on how they can have a healthy positivity when helping their friends or their loved ones?
1: Yeah. I agree with a lot of the things you've talked about, like that it's just so relative to the person. I do think there are some general things that like toxic positivity of just like the blanket statements of just shutting things down. Um, I think some of those just apply to everybody, but um, I definitely think communication is key. As I kind of mentioned, like asking what their needs are uh, and what helps them, what makes them feel loved encouraged what they need like i said like i'll straight up ask people or write cards and be like i'm here in all these ways and i think that's the biggest thing is just showing up and i think there's because of maybe uncomfortability with you know emotions perceived as negative it can cause people to kind of retract and not want to show up and and i think there are definitely some people that want to be alone but i think most people want the presence, whether that's somebody talking to them and asking them questions or somebody that's just sitting with you while you're crying. And I've had so many times where people in my life, again, well-intentioned and really trying to be considerate, but just not talk to me <laughs> for, you know, weeks or this or that, if I was going through something hard, cause they were like, Oh, like I wanted to give you space. And I'm like, but that made me feel like you didn't care about me or like, I don't, yeah. I don't need space. I don't want space. Like, I think just showing up for people is important. And like, and then once you're there having that, you know, the communication or figuring it out, whether that's, yeah, whatever they, whatever they need. Um, cause it's not what you need. It's what they need. Um, if you want to be there for them. So, and I think having those conversations, even when they're not emotional, like, I guess this just happens hopefully naturally in friendships too, where like you're able to have those conversations, not when they're crying, <laughs> um, like they might be frustrated at that point. So, um, so yeah, I think ultimately, like, just show up for people, like, just, just show up for your friends, um, and then let them kick you out, uh, <laughs> at that point. And then, and just communicating and even, even communicating, Hey, I don't know how to be there for you, but I care a lot about you and I want to be there like, I would prefer that a million times than somebody not saying anything because they don't want to offend me or like they are tiptoeing around my emotions or whatever. I'd much rather someone say like, I'm so scared of saying the wrong thing or whatever it is. Cause it just, it still lets me know that they're there or just doing things without expectation, like writing cards, um, delivering meals or, you know, getting someone's favorite candy, whatever. Like those are things I try to do For people that maybe I'm not as close to where it's like, there's no expectation. They need to do anything in return, but it just lets them know, like, I am thinking of you, like I'm there. Uh, So yeah, those are, those are some of my ideas um, for all sides of the scale. Sorry. I don't know how to, my password is required. I don't know how to turn it off. No, you're
0: good. That was (laughs) perfect timing. That was, like, you ended your sentence and then it happened. So that was actually, like, fantastic. That was great.
2: Confirmed. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, me texting her, like, hey, you're doing great. This is a great (laughs) analog. (laughs) Fantastic soliloquy we have here. Yeah. (laughs) Speak louder, louder, louder. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just really harsh, like, uh, advice. Better posture. Uh, (laughs) no, uh, I think this is something that we talked about in the, uh, preliminary meeting. And I wanted to make sure that you got credit for this because this is something that you said. I think one of the most helpful things that you can do is when you're loving people in a healthily positive way is to also let them know that suffering and crying out, is okay. Yeah. Uh, you had written down some some scriptures uh, that had talked about like Ecclesiastes seven, better to mourn than to feast. Uh, you and I had discussed Romans five through through five, which is a personal favorite of mine, uh, and then all of the Psalms, honestly, that talk about suffering and then finding comfort in God. You know, there was a balance to it. You know, there was David and the writers of Psalms really going through stuff but then they would turn their eyes to the Lord. And I think it's so comforting to know when you're going through something that it's okay to go through that something. Kind of like we were talking about with with Jesus weeping in in John 11 is that, yeah, David was a man who was after God's own heart and he wept, he fasted, he mourned. He had all of these emotions. He was angry at God. He had all of these things that he went through Yet God still favored him. You know, did he mess up? Absolutely. Read Second Samuel. But <laughs> <laughs> but he still did amazing things for God, and he still had a heart for God. Right. Um. And I and something you had mentioned, like I said, I wanted to make sure you got credit for was that as people who are helping others going through something hard or emotional or through any type of suffering or turmoil is to let them know it's okay to do that and there's a godly way to handle it uh right. as well like even dealing with those emotions are godly because if god created us in his own image then all the emotions are from god as well right they're not separated they're not some separate package where it's like oh negative emotions satan like no jesus wept right jesus was angry jesus you know was anxious jesus in the garden having sweat like drops of blood you know right. like jesus went through all of that stuff too like And God didn't say, Hey, knock it off. He didn't dismiss it. He didn't be like, Hey, I got this. God let him feel all of those emotions. And Jesus being God's son knew that it was okay to have those emotions as well.
1: Right. Yeah. I think people need the permission to feel a lot of the time. Like they need the permission of like, you can be sad. Like you can like, go ahead. I'm here to listen. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I agree with myself.
0: Um, I I brought up a really good point. Wow, I I am I am just so wise. (laughs) But
1: but yeah, I think they need that permission. I I would say to people at times like I don't know, maybe in a card or maybe I said it to them, but just like praying that they feel the courage to fully feel. And they were like, that it makes no sense. It's like, well, it like it's real though. It's a lot of energy, like often we don't want to, either we don't feel accepted to, or we just don't want to open that box. And, and it does take courage to feel those things and to feel the hard things and to feel in anguish or sadness or frustration or whatever it is, especially if you face toxic positivity, which I would argue most people ever have (laughs) to some capacity. Um, and so get, yeah, just giving people that permission, whether they ask for it or not, just like, and even giving people permission to be happy too, if people are in, a traumatic situation. Like sometimes people feel like they can't laugh or smile or whatever, like giving permission, any emotions that come, I welcome it. I'm here for it here to listen as you feel it. So I think that's huge.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just so wise both now. And when we had the preliminary meeting
1: <laughs>
0: Just all around, uh, great Honestly. advice. <laughs> uh, Well, obviously, this is a ton of good stuff. We could probably talk forever and ever about positivity. What is healthy positivity? What is toxic positivity? Uh, And once again, bridging the gap in terms of what people go through. uh, The less discussed topics, kind of like this one, but that are so crucial to understanding humans and connecting with one another and even bringing in the church culture as well. Uh, once again, AJ didn't grow up in a church culture, uh, but she has felt some toxic positivity from Christians. Mm-hmm. It's something that that really does affect all of us. And, uh, this podcast was meant to bridge that gap in conversation over topics like this. And Katie, we're just super appreciative to have you on, uh, obviously a great time. Um, you're very popular with your text messages. Uh, and we're glad that you set aside some time with us to, oh, to talk. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for coming on and talking about this, just because for me personally, I've always had a thought about toxic positivity in within the church from the outside looking in, and I've never had the courage to actually ask or know anybody well enough to really ask or have a conversation about this. So hearing all of this from you really means a lot, and it comforts me as well in ways that I... Can't really describe, but it like makes me feel better um, about feeling the way I feel. So I do appreciate that.
1: <laughs> I wish we were all together right now.
2: We should, virtual group hug.
1: Virtual, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for having me and like hearing your perspectives. It's really, it is really cool to connect on it and and talk about it and definitely even a lot of things you said, AJ too. Like, just makes me think more and deeper, and it helps me go into future conversations.
2: Look at us. Look at all of us. Look at this. Okay. <laughs> this, this is this is the, the one step closer to world peace.
1: Do, <laughs> us three, right here. Annual podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> this three, and annual, just you know. Yeah. The topic it is just get it together,
2: guys. I think we're gonna save the world.
1: I think so I uh, think so take pressure. down all of the aggressive foods
0: <laughs> John's <was> talking about <laughs> He's like <laughs> whoa whoa whoa, whoa. It starts by banning Greek yogurt That's yeah. not flavored yeah. I love Greek yogurt but unflavored Is too aggressive yeah. That's where hatred has started yep. <laughs> The aggressiveness has a root And it's Greek yogurt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I had a great time Talking with you great time seeing you again Catching up It's been years. It's been 84 years. But anyway, back to what I was actually talking about. Uh, If people have questions for you uh, for toxic positivity or how to best listen to people and meet others where they're at when they're going through something, where is a good place for people to reach you?
1: Yes. I first I love talking to people about all things and I love meeting new people. So please don't hesitate. So, um, you can email me, uh, Katie, do you have like a, a description box? Should I spell this? Do you oh, guys- we
0: do. We got it all. Okay. So have-
1: Grimes13 at gmail.com is my email. I have a blog and so I have gotten like response to people. I just like love talking to people. So please don't hesitate. Uh, my blog is the boats against the current dot wordpress.com or Instagram. If you want to you know, see some pictures of my sister's dog at caters, K A T E R R S S. I will not be offended if you follow me for her dog. Um, understandable. So yes, uh, please don't hesitate. I love, I love getting conversations and love learning more. So,
0: yeah, we will put that up in the description box, which we have, we have one. Okay. We have one of those. <sighs> It's we got pretty them cool it's we got a description box in spotify where maybe you're listening now we got one in apple Podcasts where maybe you're also listening now we <sighs> got one on our instagram forgive me father page which if you haven't followed that yet go follow that if you're listening right now stay in tune keep updated i post random tweets and memes that i find hilarious that have to do with church culture and otherwise uh, we got something on Facebook. Forgive me, Father Podcast. Go follow there. We got a description box everywhere. Like and we subscribe. Got a like and subscribe. Yo, she knows we- what's up. Give she that like button to up. smash. <laughs> she knows. There you go. Because as we've said before, we're throwing stuff up on YouTube for this season, season two. We're gonna have a description box in there, so we're. I was going to say Mr. Worldwide, but I'm not going to do that because I hate Pitbull. But
2: Why do you hate Pitbull? Oh.
0: I hate Pitbull. The only person I hate more than Pitbull is DJ Khaled. And this <laughs> isn't going in the actual episode, but I will say I despise oh those two men. I, Yo, what's, what did Pitbull ever do to you?
2: Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide.
0: He existed and showed up on my VH1. That's what got Dude, to me. I love VH1. Pitbull. one <laughs> one. pitbull
1: is
2: awesome
0: no stop it
1: <laughs> i mean like
0: stop it i won't
1: i don't think there's any times that i'm ever like i want to listen to pitbull right now like let me pull up a playlist but when pitbull comes on i'm like yes
0: yeah,
2: that's exactly how I, I agree with you there It's like I'm never out of my way Like, dude, I really like I'm just really vibing with Pitbull right now Right. But if I'm on the If it's like the radio's on or whatever If I'm at work and then Pitbull just comes on I'm like, dude, this is sick
1: Right, right
0: I just I just think that Pitbull is the worst part of any song That he's a part of
1: <laughs> oh My gosh oh.
0: Like even, even Timber with Kesha like, the music, dope. Like, you can't you can't argue against the music that Pitbull songs have. They're all incredible. The, the hooks, fantastic. Every yeah. single one of them. Pitbull's verses, get them out of there, and it's still a banger. Like, there's this song, what is it, Body On My Mind or something now? Like, it has him. If you find that, there's a version that I have on my playlist right now that is the version without him. And it's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Like I feel like there's something personal hype. here. I don't I know.
1: Think, if, we might have to have a separate podcast to unpack it, but I, agree. I feel like there's something something
0: personal. Listen, if we had if we had a podcast for my soapbox rants, for then Spotify would not have enough space on no. it. No. Because I have many opinions. We talked about like healthy spaces for emotions and allowing people to feel emotions. I've been feeling emotions the second I got out of the womb. Like, I was born with an extra emotion. Some people are born with extra, like, fingers. Some people are born with extra ribs. I was born with extra emotions. I came out and I just started philosophizing about how much Pitbull songs suck only because of him. Like, Eminem makes any song that he's on better. Any song that Eminem's on, you're like, oh, that's Eminem's track now, like... Who is this other one by? Pitbull is the antithesis of Eminem, and I will die on that hill.
1: I can tell.
0: Make give me my tombstone because I'm planting it on that hill, and I will dig myself six feet deep while explaining to you how every single song in Pitbull's catalog that has made it to popular radio, he is the worst feature on it, even though he's not a feature because it's his own song.
1: You just like play the tracks. Like, it's just like without him completely. It's just the the acoustic.
0: Give me, give me audacity in about a week and also the audacity to edit him out of every song that (laughs) he's in and I will do it and you will be like, oh, this is still a fantastic song without Pitbull. You can do without the whoop or the Mr. Worldwide or the Dolly and then it's still a good song.
1: This is the most passionate you've been in the last
0: hour. <laughs> it really is.
1: It's you're like now we're talking about something.
0: The tequila has hit. Buckle in, we're going for round two.
2: <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm crying. Oh my gosh. I'm like shit, there, are tears streaming down my face.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've thought long and hard about this.
1: Yeah, you were you're very prepared for this one.
0: I was. You know, I. I, I love to go into podcasts <laughs> off the cuff, so I don't normally prepare a lot. All I have is like the notes that I take from our preliminary meetings. But ooh, you get me started on Pitbull, and I have I have a dissertation ready. Oh my
2: god, <laughs> John John, I promise you, I'll send you a thousand dollars if you keep this in. The-
0: <laughs> <laughs> just the last twenty minutes is me screaming about Pitbull. <laughs>
1: Please,
0: We're just so spending this weird? whole time talking about healthy positivity, and I'm just berating pitbull
1: <laughs> you should get like what are those things called oh um i can't remember but it's like a separate social media where like people pay like creators like 20 dollars a month
0: so oh like, like a patreon
1: like- yes okay so get a patreon keep like a little bit of this and then be like oh subscribe to our patreon for 20 dollars, and you'll hear the whole pitbull rant <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, that's not a bad idea. Like AJ and I just getting on here and like having a random guest, and we just talk about random stuff about our lives. Yeah, like, we, you want to hear us not be religious. Like, listen to us talk about should. how much pit sucks.
1: Like, I we'll have
0: like a. Well, I told you, AJ, we should have like an unplug session where we do something like this. And Katie, you will be our first guest because you are on it now.
1: Clearly. Oh, thank you so much. I, uh, I can be prepared. I I can bring some opinions to the table. Dude, they
0: better be about pitbull.
2: Don't cut this in post, bro.
0: The most most unnecessary artist, and why is it Pitbull?
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Second only to DJ Khaled. Because DJ Khaled only sits on every single track and goes, "We the best. And if you watch the music videos, he doesn't do anything in those music videos. The only thing that he does is he has models around him, and he sits like this the whole time. Or it's like him going up to the camera doing this. Exactly. (laughs) That's all he does. That's all DJ Khaled brings to the table. He is good for memes. And that is the only thing that begins with an M that he is good for. Because it is definitely not music. Or music videos.
1: Do you remember? I can't remember if this is when we were overlapping in college. But at least one year in college was like DJ Khaled's peak to Snapchat. Like I think people only re-downloaded Snapchat for DJ Khaled's Snapchat. Oh yeah. I do remember that. (laughs) So ridiculous. Uh, I do remember that. And now he
0: he's a father and and now he's a he's an upstanding citizen Is he? well he has he no no not at all oh, he okay. has a new he does he does have a new meme though i don't know if you've seen it it's the one where he's like at a beach resort or whatever and he just like stands up i'm gonna send it to you both yeah please. but uh, it, it just reaffirms the fact that he's only good for memes
1: <laughs>
0: another that's one what
1: we, need. we need the memes
0: we need the memes we don't need him in music <laughs> <laughs> like I'm on one, or also the the this the, the DJ Khaled song that I hate the most, and I think one of my most hated songs in the history of music is All I Do Is Win. The most laziest
1: uh, trashiest we, we, hook. We, we, no matter what.
0: Yes. The the laziest song that has ever been created. Because when I step in the building, all the hands go up. And the lyricist genius who said, and they stay there. And the dumb studio worker who said, yo, that's fire. Let's keep that in there. And then next, they're like, how do we make this even better? They're like, I got you, fam. And they're up in the booth going, up, down, up, down, up, down. Like, that is the worst song that has ever been created. Yet every frat boy, Chad, Kyle, is out there on, like, spring break in Florida going, like, my hands are up and down! Like, by far the worst, the worst song that has ever been created, and I stand by that. And I work at a frat boy company right now, and I will stand by those standards.
1: <laughs> you should play it tomorrow at work and just, like, see the response.
0: Oh, I don't go in on Fridays for that exact reason.
1: Oh, okay. You just know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. so, one, I unfortunately might be a part of the most hated species in Earth category because I... I, I do be jamming to that song. But it did also bring us the cute videos of all the babies where they take the swaddles off and the babies wake up from their nap and they put their hands up. Everyone uses that song to show how cute their little babies are. You know, you know what I'm talking about? No, you guys don't know. Okay, I don't know, so. but that,
0: that sounds like something uh, someone as wholesome as you would watch. I- <laughs> uh, this, is, this is another thing where I'm going to kind of just talk about for a second too, is that the song Happy or Can't Stop the Feeling also two of the worst songs that I've ever been I, I agree
1: happy happy does suck in every way. I never liked it. It's not been it like never did.
0: The amount of church conference videos that had the song happy or can't stop the feeling in them was atrocious. That's like because they
1: I have think songs left that don't swear or whatever. So they got to go with the only two two ones out there that are like, "Oh, okay, like this isn't inappropriate." There's only two options. And I think hot, which sucks.
0: I think those songs being overplayed in church culture might be 80 percent of the reason why I left. Yeah, that's not true. But <laughs> I hated those songs.
2: Sounds like it. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: any anything of that or like any spoofs of of secular songs that people would rewrite for Christian uh, with Christian lyrics. Those are those are awesome. tough.
1: And you hear those at the conferences and, and you see people and they they love it.
0: And they're really into it and they're all over 40.
1: Yes. oh yes. And then but the thing is half the time they don't even know the original. So they think it's the no, best song don't. ever. And then somebody's like, oh, here's the original and then they think it's even better and they post about it on Facebook and they're like, I just yeah. heard this amazing you know song, whatever. Yeah, I have Jeez. specific memories unfortunately of this.
0: Jeez. well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Of Forgive me, Father. Uh, please remember that healthy positivity comes from listening, taking time to love one another as you would want to be loved, listening to others as you would want to be listened to. And also, once again, as Katie said, having the courage to feel, but also the courage to speak up, uh, when you feel toxic positivity. Uh, the other thing that's really important to take away from this episode is that, DJ Khaled and Pitbull, the two most useless musical artists on this planet.
2: Hey, hey, guys. So love how you would want to be loved and treat people the way you'd want to be treated. Unless you're Pitbull or DJ Khaled or I'm going to square up. It's not even funny anymore. And that's all. Everybody else, you're cool.
0: Yeah, these uh, these hands are rated E for everyone for if you love Pitbull (laughs) or DJ Khaled. These
1: are (laughs) guaranteed. like aj before it's like this is my opinion like you can disagree and then right now she's like take it or leave it
0: (laughs) i should really just take some notes from john it's like
2: all or nothing yeah
0: all or nothing i'm a very passionate boy so i am all in i'm either all in or i'm all out and you can take it or leave it but thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you guys next time (laughs) Be yo oh man